got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the war. And I've been shutting out the stars. Yeah, cause when it rain, then it pours. Yeah, and I'm ready for some more. Yeah, and I've been reading all the war. Hey there, Kevin Hill. What? Hey there, Tim Tuner. <laughs> Where are you at? I can't see you. Are you, are you down here? I don't over, know. I, I don't yeah, know either. There you are. There you are, Tim Dooner. Coming to you live out of uh, Lockdown Studios over here, the room where the magic happens at uh, my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, by good. The way, I got, all and the, I got the uh, LinkedIn comments up, too. Got you guys here, as usual. Uh, Leticia Whiting. She says hello from Houston. Hey, Leticia. Thank you for joining us. Very good. And you're basically you're at your apartment. I you should have said it's an undisclosed location. Why, like oh, you're in the yeah. witness protection program? I, I've given away the, too many setups techniques. They've had to hide me away. <laughs> yes. You know what? Today, this is like an immersive episode, though, because we are going to be talking about making sales videos. Right? So many people are stuck in quarantine, looking for ways to engage people. So I'm out here at my own place doing this. Connecting remotely, right? Showing that anybody can do it. Anyone can, yeah, anyone can do it, especially with a production team. But we're going to give you some hints today on how you can do it with just your computer. Computer and a headset, right? To, to be able to, to go out and, and do sales videos for one client, a few clients, a few prospects, or for the entire world. Yeah, sure. Or just your cell phone. You've already got all the tools oh, yes. you need right in your pocket just to make personalized videos. Exactly hey. right. Kevin, should we start it off with a quote as we are happy to do on the show? Yes. Take, take us through the quote, Tim. The stories we love best do live in us forever. That is from the wonderful J.K. Rowling. I, it, yes. And she uh, wrote all the Harry Potter books, right? And <laughs> it's, sad, it's sad to say I have not read any of those. I'm kind of embarrassed I, to say it. I haven't read them. I, just, I used to drive by the bookstore and spoil the ending. No, yeah? I'm just kidding. I did not. Um, the reason I picked that quote, though, is Kevin's stories are so important. They're what they're they're what make you remember someone, remember situations. It's, it's funny how our mind works and how it uh, how it compresses ideas and, and and logic and knowledge and all of those things. And for example, our guest today, we're going to have this gentleman on named Nick Francis. And the reason we had him on is because I'll never forget the story that we were emailed. Right, that he took a Mini Cooper from London all the way to Mongolia. It's a very mem- memorable story, right? I mean, it's what nine thousand is it nine thousand miles or nine thousand kilometers? I think it's nine thousand kilometers uh, through a ferry from London to Paris and all the way to, to Mongolia. So it is 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 entertaining story. It's something that sticks in your mind, and those are, are stories that are the most powerful, right? Those sticky stories. And J.K. Rowling, although I've I've never read a Harry Potter book, I know how she started out. You know, writing the first Harry Potter book on a she's a single mother. Riding it on a bus, you know, riding it, I think, on a, on a phone on the bus or, or maybe hand, hand <laughs> you know, going back and forth to work. And basically she went from, from uh, I think, being on welfare in, in the British system to being probably the most famous author in the last 20 years. Hell of a story. By the way, Patty Hinosa, she says, good social distancing. Yeah, we couldn't get much <laughs> further from each other. Uh, Stephanie Zibas burdine says she's from New Orleans here. And by the way, happy birthday, Grace Sharkey. She says, oh, my God, Kevin, you need to read these Harry Potter books. 
I, I do. I do. I've been meaning to do it for years and just haven't gotten around to it. And I haven't even. I haven't even. Re- I haven't even seen the movies. So that's how far behind I am on on Harry Potter. But I do remember J.K. Rowling saying, "Happy birthday, greats!" It's always good to see you. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. Stan Duncan, he leaves great comments whenever we put these, uh, whenever we put these out, and he says, "Looking forward to this. Storytelling is central to human existence. We love storytelling. Good storytelling beats selling, hands down. Religions are founded on it." And, and a statement couldn't be more true, and that's why we are highlighting video as a way to give these stories out. Yeah, and Stan Duncan, right? So if you don't follow him on LinkedIn, please go follow him because everything he posts or stories, he's really big into medita- meditation, and there's some really great meditative or, or mythical stories that that he shares that have common themes with sales and, and work and, and careers and just, you know, basically how to live a really good life. So he's a big storyteller of, you know, in himself, and we'll probably have him on the show here in the next few weeks because the meditation angle is is very unique and, and very interesting to me. Um, but yeah, so basically, Stan Duncan, go follow him on LinkedIn. Hank Parsons, he writes, he's uh, out of Jacksonville, Florida. He writes, quarantine equals more people on social media. Great time to provide content and connect. Absolutely. That's why we're doing live shows every day on FreightWave TV at noon, connecting with you people here, see, seeing what you have to say getting uh, the tone and timbre of what's going on in you, where we all learn from each other, especially on this show. And because there's so many people looking for content, there's no better time than to make personalized videos to engage people. There isn't. You have a lot of free time on your hands. You have basically... Uh, it's, it's, it's a new way of doing things, so you might as well adapt right now. There's a lot of memes out there uh, on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, just just everywhere about how you're going to spend this time, this four weeks or six weeks or, or eight weeks or however long it is. Are you going to spend it watching the, the Tiger King? Which isn't bad. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I watched it. You watched it twice, right? I, I, I watched it twice, but... Learn a new skill. Learn something that will advance yourself. Take a course, right? There's free courses out there. Uh, learn how to do sales videos, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But learn something new that will enrich your life going forward. Anna Kelly, she writes, good morning from Birmingham, Alabama. Happy to be here. Happy to have you, Anna. Stan Duncan said you embarrassed him with your, with your praise, but thank you. And Jessica Luna, she says, morning from California. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Mike Wiltz, we also took a quote from him. He said, as the world changed after 9-11, it will also change after C-19. Video conferencing will play a larger role in sales. Would enjoy to hear new and different insights in this paradigm shift. Always be ready to pivot. And again, Mike, we completely agree. And it's another Mm -hmm. reason why we decided to tackle this topic, because we're all starting to learn how to connect to Zoom and how to connect to Skype and how to make videos and how to send videos via messaging and all of these different things. So now that you're learning that stuff, don't learn it passively. Learn it actively, put it to use, and make money. Yeah, this is a, the, the perfect time to do it. So, so until I got to Freight Waves, I ne- never did video. I had a million excuses why I couldn't. Uh, I didn't know how to do it. I wasn't very good at it. I didn't know what kind of content was out there. And I wasn't really comfortable with it. I did some like demos, voiceovers on, on YouTube, and that was about as far as I got into it. But, but right now is the perfect opportunity because, as you said, Dooner, uh, we're doing video conferences, video calls. It should become very normal 
for you to be on video with a lot of different people interacting. So this is a time to, to take it uh, not one step forward, but about 10 steps forward and really up your video sales game because I, I think it's going to be a lot easier for a lot of people to do a 30-second, 60-second video rather than try to craft a really good email because that, that's hard. It's difficult. It takes a lot of time. I, I think it's probably easier to be able to, to get your message across in those 30 or 60 seconds uh, via just uh, you know on your phone or, or laptop video. Yeah, Jamin says, hey, it's Wednesday. Yesterday he was a little confused by it. I imagine a lot of people – or in quarantine, the days just start passing, seeming the same. Maybe that's something we'll, we'll, we'll have to hit, too. How to make uh, Jamin learn how to use a calendar. No, we love you, buddy. And I can see how you could get lost. I've only been in quarantine myself for a couple days now. So, uh, and it's, you know, the walls are already closing in on. Chris Jolly says, good morning from Phoenix, Arizona. Cole Elkin says, go video and Vidyard is a great free tool. Allows you to record yourself and whatever is on your mind. Jonathan Smith says, most people balk at the cost of doing high-quality video production. As a video, as a videographer, how do you convince a client that video will help their sales? Well, that's an interesting question, Jonathan, and look, that's going to bring us right to our next topic, which is types of video. There's there's a few different, right? There's the, there's the big brand videos, you mm-hmm. see, commercials, all those kinds of things. There's social company videos, videos that are designed specifically for social media, either to go viral, spread awareness, for whatever, for whatever reason you part on them. But then there's what we're going to focus on today which is social media videos that you as an individual salesperson can make, which, Jonathan, doesn't much of an investment at all other than time. Right, Kevin? Uh, this is exactly right. So basically, that's what our guest is going to come in. That's what he does is convinces companies why they should use sales videos and basically help them create content and be a little bit different uh, to differentiate yourself, but but not you know basically taking those calculated risks. So this you know in, in a couple minutes we'll have the, the our guest on Nick and and he's going to go through all of that with us. Kevin, before we went live, you and I were having a LinkedIn conversation with a previous guest, Jason Ickert, yes. about the different types of videos, and we said that we would address this. And he was talking about the personalized versus the the sort of company ones, the the macro versus the micro videos, and how it's a lot harder to scale with the personalized one, but the win rate can be super effective. That's because, uh, to Jonathan's point, you might want to hire a company or production company to make the commercial videos for your actual brand, the high production, the broader audience, those kind of things that are harder to personalize anyway, right? Mm-hmm. The personalized social videos are important as they are there to sell yourself or to educate people or to give them an idea of who you are and an, some insight into your own personality. You're exactly right. So, so basically, scalability on, on the personalized personalized sales videos. I don't think they have to be scalable. I, I think basically, if you're doing a follow up, or you know, a series of follow ups with someone you've talked to, you demoed, you presented to, uh, or, or clients going into uh, to, to new opportunities, I think it's easier to to shoot a quick thirty. 30 second, 60 second sales commercial than writing a really good email with the right call to actions, the right length, not getting too wordy, uh, you know, basically writing a wall of words. I, I think for a lot of people, especially a lot of salespeople, once you get comfortable with it, I, I think it's much easier to shoot 30 or 60 seconds on your phone or your webcam on your, on your laptop than it is to sit down and try to write a sales email. What it also forces you to do is to look at your marketing copy or the message that you're putting out there 
And in email, sometimes we, we ignore, like we, we get blinders on, right? We don't realize how janky the text may be or how little mm-hmm. sense it'll make or how disengaging it is or all of those kind of things. But when you're forced to say these words and say them to someone else, you think about them much differently. You do, you do. And you can take two or three, four different takes and, you know, within 10 or 15 minutes and you can even write it out to begin with. You can write it out 100, 150 words and then go back and and tailor it on your video. It's much easier. Kevin, we're going to get to our survey later in the show, but there was something in there that that I love the answer as a... If I was a sales guy, I'd love the answer. As a teacher, I hate the answer. As a sales guy, I loved it. But it was on people using video. And the majority of people said they either hadn't or they were considering it. Well, here's my call to action to you people. Everything that you need to make sales videos you have right now. You have a cell phone. You can make sales videos. You got a computer with a webcam. You can make a sales video. Don't make excuses that Amazon's only shipping essentials. It's going to take till May for this nice webcam to arrive or, or all this other equipment. You do not need it to engage people. The, the playing field has never been more level than it is now that you can turn on CNN, Brainwave TV, MSNBC, whatever you turn on, and you are seeing professional anchors in their own home environments, just like the sales videos you would be making. In fact, especially in this moment, it's quite true. You're exactly right. There's always, what they said, there's always a million reasons not to do something and one good reason to do it. And the good reason is to go through all the failures, all the awkwardness, you know, all the all the excuses you can ramp up. There's one reason, and it's a really good reason. It's the, the only reason, right, that you would do sales videos. They work. They it's simple. It's as simple as that. They work. James Miller says, "Sorry, I'm late." Oh, no problem, man. These things are on demand too, so you can always rewind. Clay Longworth, he says, no matter what you write, you have to be honest and genuine with what you are saying to customers and potential customers. Don't blow smoke. Great. Thank you for segueing, Clay, because we are going to talk about best practices for a very specific category. Because videos are very nuanced. So we're going to focus on personal social videos, right? Technically, they're the easiest ones to make. They're also the easiest ones to screw up and get yourself fired with. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's have some Exactly right. My first best practice is, Kevin, when you are making a video, though, what's the content, right? That was one of the questions. People said they didn't know what kind of content to make. They weren't sure. Well, if you're selling something right, it should be useful to somebody, or you need to convince them that it's useful to them. So give information about it away free. Right now, like, what are we doing? We're giving away sales training for free, basically. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, what yeah. we're doing, we're establishing value, right? And you always want to give value in sales. No matter what you're doing, no matter what concept, it could be video, it could be pitching, no matter what you're doing, give value and start with your video. You, you're exactly right. You have to give value, always create value, no matter whether it's your product or, or a cold call, a cold email, marketing email, a sales video. And that's something we'll ask Nick because basically in his book, The New Fire, uh, he talks about how companies should... Either their content marketing, whether it's sales video, whether it's it's written, you know, no matter what it is, it should be it should be considered a product line that has to add value. Even if you're not charging a monetary uh, monetary price for it, it has to add lots of value. And if you treat it like a product, uh, that, that's where your focus will be. It'll be on adding value to your content, which basically drains into your your product or your service. 
John Giesley says, I can't get Macho Man Randy Savage out of my mind. Ooh, yeah, brother. <laughs> okay, uh, give it away. So we're talking about give it away. My last point on this is best practices is how I learned quite a bit, and it was from watching what great online content creators were making, specifically in marketing. When I got a job as director of marketing, I had to learn a lot about it and a lot about it quick. And I was watching what people did, and I realized that a lot of these marketers that are taking tips from and learning from, they were just giving this information away. But the sell there was that the information, you are becoming a source of information, you are giving that value, and a lot of people are just going to be, I'm not necessarily want to say lazy, but they're going to feel like, okay, this person can do it better than I ever can, and that's when they hire you. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, so basically, I had the, the same journey whenever I started Carrier List and I was going to sell online. I had no idea how to sell online. So I just read every book, you know, watched every video of all these great online marketing people, and they gave out so much free information uh, that, you know, certainly in any business that you have, you know, 95, 90% of people might not actually buy your product, but you're going to make your living. You're going to be successful on those 10% that do. Uh, but you have to, to cast a wide net in a niche and bring everyone in and provide that, that content value to, uh, to, to go down the sales funnel. Yeah, don't make up pointless video, give people some value with it, have a mm -hmm. point to what you're doing. Number two, don't waste people's time. Brevity is the soul of wit, right? So start quick. Don't introduce 10 concepts in one video. Stick to a 60 to 90 second personalized videos and engage the customer. You're on LinkedIn. You can see what people are engaging in, what they're talking about, what they like. So take advantage of that and speak to someone to an issue that you can solve in some way or another, or just introduce yourself, compliment something that they, they talked about or some accomplishment that they did, find some way to connect that person and personalize that in that video and do it relatively quickly. Do it relatively quickly. Uh, definitely brevity. And basically, we've given out uh, a book that make your point in 30 seconds or less. And basically, that equals about 120 to 140 words. Same thing with video. Uh, I went through media training here with Emily Zink, and oh. she beat it into my head that it's 20 to 30 second sound bites. And we had to, we, we had to go through a whole, you know, basically segment of of, of whatever we were talking about that that day, and narrow it down from ninety seconds down to twenty seconds, and you become really efficient. Brevity is, is so important, whether you're writing or or doing a sales video. Get your point across, add value, and it's it's a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to master. But the more you do it, the more videos you shoot, the better you're going to get at it. Just like anything it's else e in life. It's easier if you know point three, though, which is know your customer, right? If you're sending someone that personalized video, as we mentioned, don't act lazy. See what their problem is. Find them a solution. See something you can teach them. Find that in. Look for that in the same way you would if you're contacting them by phone or you're contacting them by email. You're just adapting these initial, initial touch point concepts to a camera. You're exactly right. It's just like being on the phone, right? So you're going to have your hook. You're going to have your pitch. You're going to have your your, your segues in, in all of that. And basically, it's the same thing as video. And, but instead of having a phone or crafting an email, you're talking to a camera. And, and basically, you have all those fundamentals in there. And, you know, as they say in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, right? Always be closing. So your sales video, whether you're giving out content or you're following up with somebody or you're prospecting about using video, always be closing. Yes. Number four, 
Use humor, but don't be an edgelord, right? Because this is... What's an edgelord? We're talking about getting fired, right? An edgelord is somebody who just makes stupid jokes that they think are funny but can be really offensive to people. You're in business. You're protecting a brand. Here's an example of one. There was someone who was posting a meme online to sell their S, their SaaS software, right? On LinkedIn. And he's and this is... We're in the middle of coronavirus epidemic, and this guy's putting a Norton antivirus CD-ROM over his face and saying, I have my antivirus mask. That's a stupid meme. <laughs> it is, yeah. I, I remember saying that, right? He had the CD-ROM using it as a, a cloth mask or, or a medical mask. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, it's, it's a dumb thing. You know, always be pertinent to, to, to basically your audience. You have to know your audience. Use a little humor. But, yeah, you know, dumb themes and, and, you know, I guess comedy is in the eye of the beholder, too. So I guess so. I, 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 guess, I don't know. But- but think long and hard. If, like, if someone could really be offended by what you're doing or, or kind of annoyed, because look, you get one chance with people before they block you. Right? Yeah, yeah, and so that's a good reason to stay away from from politics and and, and religion and, and all of that, and and basically, you know, use use empathy for your humor, and basically a little humor with shared struggles that that you and your prospects go through, you and your customers go through, is always good. Yes. Number five, ask a question, right? Statements do not build conversation or engagement unless there's that sort of like inflammatory statement, right? They, they give someone a strong emotional response, which is a different kind of nuanced thing. You guys are new to making videos, so stick to maybe asking a question. That should be your call to action when you're making videos. Make the person feel like you really made the video for them, and you really want to know what their reaction, their response is, not just to buy from you, but because you want to talk. Yeah, and that's good. that's good policy for any communication, right? Whether it's email or cold calling. Whenever I post things on LinkedIn, I, I usually try to ask a question, encourage people to, to answer it in the comments, because that's how you keep a conversation going. So, so basically, every email I write, uh, there's a question at, at least at the end, because I want to keep the conversation going. I, you know, basically, without that that question, the conversation could die. Do you have an example of, of what a good question may be in a video? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but I, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the simplest is, is basically what would the simplest be? The simplest would be, you know, let me know your thoughts or, or how does that sound to you? Uh, you could start with very generic questions like that when you're put on the spot here on on live TV. But uh, you know, how does that sound to you? Uh, is is something that I, I I use quite a bit when I don't know what question to ask. How does sure, that and sound? Keep it in context, How does that right? sound? Keep it in context of why you're engaging them. Mm-hmm. So it's like chess. You should have an end game here when you're making the video. Where what pathway do you want to lead them on? Sales is a journey. Storytelling is a journey. You start the pathway with if the video is your prologue or your wherever it may be in that journey. Make sure it moves them forward to the next step. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And that question should move and move them to the next step, just like uh, you're doing on your cold calls or, or, or emails. I mean, videos just a different medium for the same things that you do day in day out. I mean, it, you don't have to retool everything just because you're making a video now. It's the same fundamentals. It's the same fundamentals of moving people along that pipeline, and you're just using video or audio instead of maybe an email or a, a phone call. Tyler Harden says, be genuine, be you, and be confident. Of course, Harden, we can see right through, uh, especially seasoned sales. You know, once you start to learn people and, and their behavior and everything, they start to become more and more transparent. 
It's like when you're a parent and your kids try to lie to you. And when you were a kid, you're like, how did my mom know? Well, I have kids now, and it's pretty easy to tell. Everyone's got to tell. Number six, add subtitles. This is something that you might want to explore once you've made a few videos. But know this. Know this. 85% of videos, according to Disney Day, 85% of videos on Facebook are played without audio. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, basically, I have my computer or phone muted on, on sound because sound pops up all the time, and it's a little bit annoying. What's the easiest way to add subtitles, Dooner? I have no idea how you'd even start doing that. I'm glad you asked. There's, there's a number of sites that do it. So if you don't want to go into Premiere or some other software program, learn the whole entire thing, there are websites that can do this for you for very, very cheap. One of them is uh, one that I use. It's called Audiogram. I do it for my morning minute every morning. That's what I do my subtitles in. It automatically transcribes for you when you upload your video to it. Now, you only get 60 seconds, but this is great because this will keep you on your initial video. It's not being long-winded, not for going on for three, four, six, nine, a hundred minutes. So it'll keep you down to 60 seconds, right? Make it impactful. Make it powerful. You can post it on your, on your feed or you can send it to someone in their messaging inbox on LinkedIn. And they can, they can check it out. The one thing I'll recommend, though, is most transcribers absolutely suck. Like, for example, it thinks FreightWave's morning minute is FreightWave's morning meme. So, you like, I have to always adjust the copy in it and make sure you do that or else it'll make some embarrassing uh, changes for you. Yeah, so what was it called again? Audiogram? Uh, Audiogram's the one that I use, yeah. Okay. Hard and usually it's yeah. what, AI? Is we need to add is that. It, is it AI-driven? Is that the reason why it's so... so Speaking yeah. of marketing, AI is one of yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, a, that's a great thing to do because basically that does give you a stopwatch and you can't go over 60 seconds, which is hard for a lot of people to do. And basically that, the, you know, basically that, that, that gives you a discipline right there to, to create, create short sales videos under 60 seconds. Yeah, it's, it's harder to go short than it is to go long, long. It is. What Mark Twain said, you know, I would have written a, a shorter letter, but I didn't have enough time. Yeah. Hey, right. you know what we got to do? We got our guest on the line. I we believe do. that Nick, uh, Nick Francis is joining us in Casual Films. We'll bring him hey. up. Hello, Nick. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's good to join you. <laughs> Very good. He's got a great story. He works for uh, Casual Films, a company he started with a uh, story we touched on at the beginning of this. He's worked in video. He's made it for a ton of different brands. He couldn't be a better fit for this particular episode. With that introduction, though, Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself. And tell us about that story or that journey you did to Mongolia. Sure. So uh, we're originally from London um, and... Uh, about 15 years ago, I was working for BBC News, uh, and a friend of mine, Barnaby, and I um, agreed that we were going to do this thing called the Mongol Rally, where you drive an old car from London to Mongolia. Uh, and the idea is that the car breaks down and you have an adventure. Um, and because I had this job um, and I didn't really want to just take a three-month holiday, we thought, well, let's write a proposal to do a long-form documentary, which then became a series of diary films. So we made 15 diary films of the journey from London to Mongolia in this old uh, Italian job mini. And um, yeah, it was it was a hell of an adventure. An old mini is a terrible, terrible place to make film. Um, but we realized that uh, <laughs> this company that we were doing it, Wikipedia, the international uh, travel website, um, if we could make films for them, then we could do it for anyone. And the idea of video blogging and 
and vlogging, you know, which is obviously kind of everywhere now. Back then was completely, um, it was it was really out there. In fact, to the extent that um, when we came back, we tried we're trying to sell our films to other other companies. Um, and I said to a brand manager at, at Unilever, um, you know, you you should have a video on every single one of your websites on every, for every single one of your products. And they said, why on earth would we want to have a video on our website? And so that was kind of like where the world was. And so it's, it's kind of moved on so, so much from that. Um, and we built the company out the back of that. Like, you know, you can make films with a camcorder and a laptop and a bit of creativity um, for a company like Expedia. You can do it for anyone. Um, and so over the, the last 15 years or so, we've grown. We've made over 10,000 films for companies from uh, Red Bull through uh, Wall Street Journal, PwC, Google, Facebook. Um, Adobe, you name it. Hey, Nick, what's your approach to making these to making these films and telling these stories? We have a lot of people here who are sort of nascent to making films. They've never they've never really used webcams too much. They're just getting into this uh, business, and they might even be thinking, "Well, why is a story about driving a Mini Cooper from London to Mongolia a, a sales effort?" Where I would say any kind of any kind of captivating or compelling story, regardless if it's in context or out of context, can get people's attention. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I guess the key thing is to understand who your audience are. Um, and uh, I guess Expedia were trying to frame themselves as a really a, a kind of blue sky adventuring company. And so the idea of, uh, sort of young men going off and traveling the world and having adventure kind of aligned with what their brand purpose was all about. And I guess like, you know, for anyone who's making a film now, it's just important to try and understand like what is your kind of the deeper purpose of what you do. Of course, you know, you're trying to sell your product, but, but what's the kind of, what's your, as Simon Sinek talks about your why. And if you can understand what your why is, then that gives you a really good jumping off point to make videos that are really impactful for your audience. Now wrapped into that is, is an under, you have to have a really good core understanding of who your audience are, what fires them and like and why they come to you uh, for your for your for your product? It's very good. Uh, so so basically, in, in your book, the, the the new fire, and I, I've been reading that over the last few days. Uh, you're talking about you know any marketing you do, especially video, uh, should be treated as a a product offering, and, and mm. you know that that seriousness of it and providing value. Can you kind of go into your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I really like this. There's a story of a, uh, a 19th century economist who uh, he called uh, Ludwig von Mises, and he looked at the value that a uh, any business is able to offer for their uh, customers, and he said that that you couldn't separate the value that of that marketing adds and the value of the core product adds. So his, the example that he uses is that if you go to a restaurant and it smells of sewage, it doesn't matter how good the food is because you're go, it's going to destroy your experience of the uh, of, 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 of of being there. And so I guess the point is like for for, for marketers is like when they look at your company and, and the service that you're offering, they're not able to separate the value that you're adding with your kind of really intuitive, like really uh, insightful and helpful how-to videos that you have on your website and the core product itself. 
Um, and so, like any like now that video is so omnipresent and it's so accessible, it, it's almost our responsibility as companies to be using that to increase the value that we're offering to our clients. Nick, I think some of the frustration that people feel when they first starting out on social media, they start engaging people, is that they're not getting results right away, or maybe their network is small, or whatever the reason may be. You just you discussed this a bit in the new fire. What kind of advice would you give here? Yeah, I mean it's it's really tricky. Like there is there's so much noise. Obviously, I mean I guess what is extremely important is cadence, and you just this stuff doesn't happen overnight. Um, and that has been one of the challenges, I think, with uh, this kind of first wave of video is that people will make a film. They don't necessarily think specifically about who the audience are or, or more importantly, what's the what's the action that they're trying to drive as a result of creating the video. And so as a result, it sort of falls short and then it becomes this sort of it's something they've invested a lot of time and thought and potentially money into. And they just haven't quite managed to convert off the back of it. And so I guess the thing is you need to take a bit of a kind of a longer term, a bit more of a kind of iterative view of it. And so you you can say, well, look, what you know, what are we going to do for the next three months? And how and how can we fill out like, you know, a piece of content a week, maybe two pieces of content a week? And then look at the things which resonate for your audience. What are the things that are working and what are the things that maybe don't work quite so well? And once you can see that, you can then start to tweak towards the things that are working better and the things that are working not and, and away from things that maybe don't quite work so well. So you may, you may find that, um, uh, like you do some, uh, like how to videos that just really resonate or how to, or how to videos that you think will be really clear and that will really work. They don't work quite so well, but then maybe like a sort of slightly lighter take of how people are using your product might resonate really well. And then that's the, that's the avenue you can take. One of the great things about, Broadcasting online is that um, we can it, 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 rather with TV you get a very large uh, commercial which costs a lot of money and then it go out it, maybe it work maybe it wouldn't whereas now you can just try you can put something out there see how it works see if it resonates for the audience and if it does great and if it doesn't then that's cool you can just try something else again so it's just continually iterating and continually looking through. Uh, your the response rate that you get, and and also just you know unfortunately just take a slightly longer term view. Yeah, Nick Kyle yeah. McNaught, Kyle McNaught, he said he recently got a video a video DM after he followed a brand. The guy asked him why he followed, and he was hoping to learn more from his brand on Instagram. He loved the idea. I've gotten those recently as well, and salespeople are just starting, so it hasn't hit that uh, critical mass yet, right? You're just blocking everything, and it just becomes spam. So it is still a pretty unique thing to use. If you look at our survey, we'll see that not nearly enough salespeople are utilizing this technique. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I think that uh, I'm afraid I missed just getting your last question, but I, I think the key thing is to understand who you're trying to reach, because there's this sort of one of the kind of great misnomers or kind of um, uh, the, the mirages of online video and online communications and marketing generally is this idea of this massive runaway viral success and that you can kind of create a video of you know, a couple hundred dollars and like millions of people see it. Now, on the one hand, you know, yes, that's very flattering if you can do that and it, it's extremely rare. And, and generally, the things that do do really well have had quite a lot of thought, quite a lot of potentially money put behind 
But also, you need to say, do I really need video that is seen by 800,000, 500 million people if those people are potentially schoolgirls in South Korea? You know, maybe like you own, there's a, it might be 100 people, 200 people that you actually need to reach in order for your video to be effective. And so if you can be very, very specific, I think you know, it's important to go to your customers and talk to them, understand what are the challenges that they're facing? How are you, how is your product helping them to overcome those, those, those challenges? And then use video to communicate around those points. And if you can make it perfectly resonate to those poor customers, you know, the, the sort of 5%, 10%, like absolutely apex customers who bring you 80% of your business, then I think you can find that, you know, you don't need to have really high numbers in order to drive the kind of results to be able Hi, Nikki. Yeah, I, I think that's the key right there. I, I always say uh, the, the riches are in the niches. So you don't need, <laughs> you don't need a million viewers. You, you need 100 niches or... Get riches? Or, yeah, niches are, are yeah, riches are in the niches. Uh, so, so basically, <laughs> yeah. you, you just need that core audience that will spend money with you, really. You know, buy your services and engage uh, to, to to build your business, right? Or to build your book of business if if you're just a, a salesperson. Uh, you don't need the million views. You just need those targeted views that that will drive revenue for it for your company. And and, and part of that. Is, is understanding your audience, uh, which you go into to a lot of detail, and I, I love that. You have to really you know, get down in nitty-gritty, understand your audience, but also how do you differentiate yourself? How do you differentiate yourself to, to get that engagement? I mean, again, I think this is where you need to talk to your clients. Um, and I think one of the downsides of video being so incredibly accessible nowadays is that it's, you know, look, it's wonderful. You can pick a, 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 an iPhone up and shoot some great stuff. You can broadcast recordings and video conferences and stuff. That is amazing that it's so accessible. That is a good thing. But too often, people rush to just start shooting because they, they, just, they don't really do the work to understand exactly what they should be communicating around. I think once, you know, a few years ago, having a video was the battle. Just have, have a video, and that's kind of nine-tenths of the way there. Now I think there's so much noise. You need to do the work to really understand what is that, what's the thing that you do better than anyone else in the world for your clients? And if you talk to your top clients, they will tell you. They'll say, you know what, what I love about, what I love about Jim or whoever is some random guy called Jim, um, <laughs> is that he will always deliver for me. And what that means is, you know, yeah, okay, he may not be the cheapest or he may not be the fastest, but I do know that if he says, I have to have this thing there at this time, it will be there. And, if, and, and once, once, you could, once you have that insight, then you can start to create communications around it. And, and, and you can look at, like, find other customers who you have uh, that, that you do the same thing. Because the chances are, if you do it for one or two of them, that like that is the reason when you get to the core of it that your clients are choosing you, and then you can just tell those stories and tell those stories unfussily. You know, like you don't necessarily need a Hollywood film crew. I mean, you know, there are lots of wonderful film production companies out there. Not all of them are called casual films. Um, but uh, <laughs> actually, if plug it real quick, where do people go to learn more about casual films? Sure. I'm sorry, Dino. 
Well, where do people go to learn more about casual films? Well, good that you ask. Um, uh, Casualfilms.com um, is the website. Um, if you can, uh, we've, we've got our blog on there. Uh, we've updated it with um, all the information that you need to know to keep communicating now that we're all stuck at home. Um, uh, we have upload uh, information to our blog and videos all the time just to keep people up to date with um, the way the industry is moving and how they can get the very best from, from, from video production. Um, and if people want to get in touch with me, then you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's just Nick Francis Film uh, is, is me. So, yeah, it'd be great to hear from anyone who wants to have a conversation. Hey, before we go, before you go, everyone wants to figure out a way to stand out to capture people's attentions. How do people go about taking risks with video and content without falling into uh, one of those pratfalls where you get fired or ruin your brand or something to that effect? I'm really sorry. I, 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 I missed that. Well, risk-taking. How very, very quiet, which is strange. Without to one of those pratfalls of uh, offending your client base or getting yourself fired or smeared on social media, canceled. It's how to take calculated risks without going overboard. And, and basically, uh, what's your advice for that? Um, I would say, uh, like, again, and, you know, I may sound a bit like a broken record, is go, is test it on your clients. Test it on your Apex clients. And if, if you know, it's one of um, my favorite books of the last year was um, – this is marketing by Seth Godin, and he mm -hmm. talks about the importance of just finding your smallest possible audience and making it perfect, making your offer perfect for them. And if you can do that, then there will be other people that your offer works for as well. And so make something that blows your best client's socks off and they say, that is absolutely you guys, and then broadcast that. Yeah, that is and if they love it, other people will love it. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. What, um, what's the, the one piece of advice you'd give any newbie or novice to sales video, like an like individual salesperson, uh, to get started? Someone who hasn't done it, what's the first thing that they have to do? Or, yeah, which was the first I, thing? Sure. So uh, the first thing would be just to start making films. So... I didn't go to film school particularly. I did journalism um, and learned about how to do that. Um, but, you know, over the years, our company's made over 10,000 films. And every single one of those films is, a, is an opportunity to learn. So, my, you know, the, my first piece of advice would be pick up your camera and just start shooting and you will learn and you will learn so, so much. And then once you get to a point where you're happy with what you're producing, then start thinking, then start talking to your clients, start thinking about how can you illustrate the role that you play in the world for your clients. Wow. Nick, thank you so much. That's great advice. Yeah. Nick, you're Chair so welcome. Films. Thank you for having thank me. You for joining us, man. Stay safe, stay healthy, and the casualfilms.com? Casualfilms.com. Yeah, check it out. And um, All right, nice. if anyone wants to reach me on LinkedIn, please. The show. All right. Thanks, Nick. Cheers. Thanks for having me. All the Thank best. you. Cheers. Bye. All right. To everybody out there, we send out a survey every week, don't we, Kevin? We do, yes. Our sales survey of the week. And uh, we use it to engage with our community, you guys who are, who are following along with us, leaving your great comments and 
and taking this advice and putting it into action. This week, we were talking about video in sales. It was a video in sales survey. The first question was, please rate how good you and your company are at finding the right story for your target audience, whether it's for sales videos or your normal sales or marketing channel. Most people said they were average, right? So like, that kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah. The, the average was average. Yeah, it was, it was very average, really, which is uh, a little surprising because uh, usually people, yeah, yeah, you, they, they brag on themselves in these surveys, but everyone's just saying, I'm, I'm average. Yeah, well, we, of course, I mean, it was yes. 20% that above average, 10% thought they were poor, five, only 5% thought they were excellent, only 5% thought they were really killing it out there. Yeah, it looks like a bell curve. So the average is is the highest, and and basically the the tells are the people who thought they do really poor, or people who think they do excellent. So I, I guess it's it's what you'd expect. Here is the first one. I was actually I went to number five slide there. I apologize to Cody. Uh, do <laughs> I, I, was, I was looking for. It. I was like, what's he pulling up? The first one <laughs> is you use sales videos. To engage your clients or your prospects, obviously the one we should be starting with. Uh, <laughs> these are surprising results, and we referenced it earlier. So, forty percent said we're considering it. What are you doing considering it? This is like uh, Mr. Miyagi. He said, "Right side road, good. Left side road, good. Sit in the middle, get squashed like great. That's you guys. Right in the middle of the road, get squashed by great. Being average, considering thing. Consider what? Go and do it. I know. Twenty-five right? percent, that's thirty-one percent said no. So. 70, what was it? 77% of people were like, we are either not doing it or considering it. 23% of you go and curse this guy. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, basically, uh, there's a million reasons not to do anything. There's one good reason why, why you should. And in transportation logistics right now, it is an untapped market. You can be a leader in doing sales video, and it's going to be something unique. You don't even have to be good at it, and it's going to be unique. It's going to differentiate yourself, and it will work. I mean, that's as simple I mean, as it gets. Is that sort of the dichotomy of sales is you want to sell trending things, things people care about, that kind of stuff. But you want to mm -hmm. differentiate yourself by doing what other people aren't doing. So you don't mm -hmm. necessarily want to follow the hurt. You don't. You basically, it's a dangerous position. There's a lot of failure involved in, in shooting sales videos, and it's a huge learning curve, but that's where the opportunity is. Risk, risk and says, reward, uh, right? J.D. Redmond says, uh, bandana, and so does Trey Griggs. A little funny story behind this. Talk about storytelling. I ordered, uh, out here, there's nowhere to get medical masks. They said get some bandanas, right? And the only bandanas I have are for my dog, and, you know, I wash them, but they're, they're hers. I don't want to take him out to the coronavirus-filled world. So I went on Michael's. It was the only place I could find bandanas. And I ordered what I thought was one bandana, but 10 bandanas showed up. So I just got bandanas everywhere. I'm wearing bandana underwear. I got a bandana on my head. <laughs> like outside, I'll have one around my face. One giant bandana. I got a 10-pack, too, on, on Amazon. Levi's bandanas. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm six years old playing cops and robbers or train robbers again. I walk yeah, in the gotta... office, you know, like a, a bandit. Yes. Um all right, here was the next one. If you do use sales videos, where has it helped you the most? And if you haven't, where do you think it would help the most? Number one, 35% was relationship building. Very good. That's what you should be doing with personalized sales videos. Awareness was uh, close to 25%. Another decent answer, right? Awareness is what you might want to be doing, not just to make people aware of yourself, but of your brand, all of those kind of things. Demo demos and presentations were about 20%. I was a little surprised. I, you, I thought that that would almost be number one for what videos, especially in our 
corner of the world would even be thinking of creating videos for. I, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think really the lead generation is where the, the dollars are on sales videos. I think if you can, if you can instead of doing a, an email to do a 30, 40 second kind of intro and try that out, I think, I think you will be surprised. I think you will get the reaction that, that you're looking for. I, I, I agree. You know? And it's a good yep. place to practice, too, because, you know, there are people you don't know anyway, so who cares what they think? The other one was securing meetings was only 10%, where I think that you, it's, yeah. you're way underutilizing your videos here, which I think a perfect use case of making one of these personalized videos that you DM somebody on LinkedIn is to say, hey, I am with X company. I've seen you have done such and such. But we should either meet via video conferencing or once this quarantine's over. I mean, I would suggest meeting via video conferencing now, but use that video to secure that meeting. But meetings are virtual now. They are virtual, so and basically, I click on you know basically, I've I've gotten a couple of personalized videos via LinkedIn. We got one this morning from from Jason, and I'm just so interested in what they have to say. And personalities come out much better than your your standard, uh, basically follow up email or, or phone call, uh, where where you're contacting. Maybe they're they're in the middle of something. You can't get their time. I I think it's just a great medium for that, and it's untapped. I, I guarantee Kyle, you, it uh, will work. Kyle McNaughty said, great point. This is, the video he saw that led him to Instagram, followed the brand, they reached out to him. He said this was, uh, this was a great use of it because he, he wasn't annoyed right away. He didn't look at it as, as mm-hmm. spam. And it sticks in his mind. It creates that memory. You are yeah. the first one. So be the person that, uh, the, for lack of a better term, like the, be, be their friend, the, to virginize them of their video experience in their DMs. And I think, I, yeah, whenever I post the link out on LinkedIn uh, for this episode, what I, I think I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot one off my uh, my iPhone. I'm going to do a yeah. little 30-second video and to be the first one out there in, in the group that, that does it and, and puts it out. And you can see kind of how easy it is. Well, here's the thing. You get to capture that right now. Think of how few people are doing it. Yeah. You get to be that memory to so many people. You get yeah. to be their first sales video. I guarantee you they're going to remember it. Don't sleep on this. Yeah. How many corporate logistics executives or transportation managers or anyone at shipping facilities are getting personalized video emails that they can just click play 30 seconds? It will stick in their mind. I mean, that's just the concept of, of using video right now in this industry is stickiness in of itself. If you have never used sales videos, we had a suspicion that maybe a lot of you hadn't, so we added this question. Uh, we wanted to know why you may not have, or you're hesitating to start, right? The first one was creating content 50%. Now, I hate that so many people answer that way. I do Because too. if you can't create content in a personalized video, you cannot sell your product. You need to leave your company and go find something else to sell because your content should be solving solutions for people and adding value. If you can't create content around that, talking to another individual, how will you ever succeed at doing a sales call in your life? That's what a sales call is. That's what prospecting emails are. That's what follow up. That, that's just content, 
right? So you might not like your content, you might not think it's the, the best content out there, and you're, you're continuously trying to improve that, but we all are. We're all trying to improve our content that we present out, so you have plenty of content to hit the ground running, and then you're going to learn, just like Nick was talking about, what works, what doesn't work, but you keep that cadence up. And that's where the, the, the great thing about the personalized sales video, no matter what stage in the cycle it is, is practice. It's practice to get good. I mean, you, you're never going to be good the first time out, the second time out. It takes a while. And basically, if you do these personalized sales messages, you're going to get, you're going to get better than anyone else. Yeah, and I'll take my hard-ass hat off for a second here, and I think that creating content answer is just because some people are not they're, they're not connecting the two things, and hopefully this video helps them, that your video should just be like how you would introduce yourself on a sales call. You're just adapting it to video or mm -hmm. how you would email someone. You're just adapting it. The content is inside you. You already have it. Don't overthink this. Yeah, just be authentic. I mean, that's the, that's the key. Be authentic. Uh, basically, you have resources that you're contacting customers with all the time right now. Just use that content to start with, and then you'll you'll know what works, what doesn't work, and you evolve, you iterate, you change it up, and you just get better and better at it. Here's one we've been tracking, and this full survey will be out tomorrow. The infographic will be. You can follow it. You can listen to this mm -hmm. episode on demand. All of that kind Which of is stuff. Content. This is the one we've been we've been tracking is, are you concerned you may lose your job due to lack of sales or an economic crash? And we've been doing this on March 25th, April 1st. And today, April 8th, which was, uh, you guys can see it up there. We started on the 25th, was at 30%, mm -hmm. right? On the 1st, it went up to 40%. And fortunately, it's dipped a little bit because there wasn't the shock and awe, I think, of two weeks in a row of unemployment numbers. The unemployment numbers are still there, but it wasn't like 3.3 million, 6.6 million, just like that one-two punch hitting you out of nowhere. So we're seeing in our data, people are just getting a little bit more comfortable, right? Yeah, and I, th I think that that goes with the data that we're seeing on you know hospitalization rates and basically reaching that apex or that peak. Uh, it, it's going to be within the next couple of weeks, and I think a lot of people have a lot of confidence. The market has been doing really well uh, over the course of the last few days, and it's it's really giving everyone a lot of a lot of confidence right now. So that's reflected in the survey data that we see right here. Let's give a book away. What's the book this week? Or uh, who won last week? Well, we haven't drawn. But, oh, wait. Oh, oh, yes. But who won last week? We sent uh, it out. It was, uh, We've got a slate of it. If you guys can throw that up. I love know when you guys your do this. Tyler. If yeah, you, Tyler Miller. Get your book. Post it. Tag us online. We'd love to see this stuff. We'll share it out. We'll have that whole entire network effect going on. It's awesome stuff. But let's do a roll here. It's a random draw. Number 33. Number 33 is Toby Burns. Who? Or Torby Perez. Is it Toby or Torby? Who my, was my, it? Toby Perez or Torby Perez? Oh, okay. Yeah, Torby. Very oh, good. Tor yeah. Nice. Making ads so, pay. So Tyler got his books. Yeah. The other one, nice. Making Ads Pay. Basically, it gives you content. Content all around. Content, Good tips for content, number one. But just like um, our, our winner last week did, you know, basically, it's a LinkedIn post. You can actually, you know, contact your customers with a sales video uh, about the book or what you learned from the book. You know, any content is is content right now, and the more content that you have or you generate and that you put on video, the better you're going to get at it. Even if they're really smart, you just said it. Video, right? Be immersive. Video. So, you, what did you learn here? You get this book in the mail. Make a video of yourself. Yeah. And thank us, and we'll we'll share it on social media. People will learn even more about you. Torby, a smart move. Just do it. Just um, do it. 
Well, uh, so so this week. So, so, so this week we're going to go the new fire uh, nice. from, from Nick Francis. I don't have a copy of it. I bought a Kindle copy of it uh, during the, the last week. Uh, but basically we'll send that out from Amazon to your home address right now. And um, that's going to be the book for, for next week. So if you want in the drawing, just DM us, leave a comment on any of our social awesome. media posts, email us, uh, just get in contact with us and just say, I want that book. That it's as simple simple as it is. I want that book, and you're in the drawing. All right, time for some shout-outs. First to Grace Sharkey. Happy birthday. Happy 30th birthday. She's celebrating hers in quarantine. I did that a few weeks ago. It was, for me, it was about as exciting as a 41-year-old <laughs> birthday would be anyway. So with a couple kids, I, I wasn't going to be doing much to begin with. But she's celebrating 30th in quarantine. Hope she has an amazing time. She's the chief strategy officer at Fifth Wheel Freight. Uh, she also took a picture of her cat, right? Her yes. cat watching, put that pop down. Awesome stuff. Happy birthday, Grace. It is, and I feel for you guys because my birthday is coming up in a couple weeks, and I will probably be celebrating it in self-quarantine as well. Maybe we'll have a virtual party. Are we Ellen content writer said, I'm a fan of Put That Coffee Down. I would love to connect so I can follow your work. Of course, Helen. Martin Mayotte, add me, thanks. And I think I just saw on LinkedIn that Martin Mayotte may have gotten a new position or added one to LinkedIn, so if you did, congratulations. Catherine Whitehouse from Jones Press said, please add me. She's added to the book. Andrew Bush wanted to be added to the book drawings. Patrick Murray said, this is awesome information. Tyler Miller, he said, that's awesome. He's the one who got the book. He said, yes. I had a call with one of my prospects today that overlapped with the live stream and wasn't able to tune in. Good problem to have. Lens the meeting. Thanks to the strategies I've learned from Put That Coffee Down. Awesome. That's oh, what we like to hear. Torbio, Toby Perez, he said, I would like to be added to the book drawing as well. See, that's all you got to do. He's a logistics specialist yeah. at J.B. Hunt. Ollie, that was a comment on LinkedIn. Stan Duncan said, always be learning the ABL, of course. Robert Bain, he wanted to be in on the drawing. You were, Robert. And once you're in the drawing, you can stay there. Anthony DeFilippo said, I faithfully tune into your broadcast. Uh, I am currently a truck driver using every opportunity I can to meet with shippers in person to build relationships and friendships. I study analytics and sales in my off time. I've met so many wonderful people and can't wait to utilize my skills for the right logistics company. Thank you, Freightways, for all your valuable information and insight. Hank Parsons, account manager at Magellan Transport Group, who's been hanging out with us on here, too. He says, great episode. Uh, Curtis Traber says, love it. Kevin Hill and Timothy Duner. This has been a major focus for our company during the remote working environment. We've been focusing all of our systems on CRM. That was our previous episode. Go back and check it out. Sandra Green says she used to live her life on her CRM. She's way too scared to inaccurately state an in-person visit. Uh, Ron Liebman, revenue projected bar seems awfully low. Guess that's how you define potential revenue. He's talking about the last survey. Uh, Tim Holabier says, should have posted this prior to my quarantine haircut. <laughs> I would like to see both, Tim. Can you show us the before and after? Jose Socorro from President NWA Toast Leaders. Great book. I want to win the book. You were in the drawing. John Hansis, absolutely incredible book. Also, it's great to see him live when he was in Boston. Man, I can't wait till we can do live events again. Scott Wanami said, please add me. You are added. Leslie Parkinson, very good information here. You're added. Uh, Dave Stone says, awesome book. Dominic Sweetfield, you guys rock. Keep the freight industry rolling. Kyle Humphrey says, I was working on some of this stuff today. Uh, great show. Nicole Glenn says, we just talked about this yesterday. Fun to tune in. And uh, Kevin Hill, Awesome stuff. Follow yeah. him on social media at Kevin Hill. Follow me at Timothy Dooner. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. I bet you're getting hand signals from production to wrap this up. Yeah, and uh, you can follow me at Kevin Hill on LinkedIn or drop me a line at khill at freightwaves.com. 
Hey, check out Freightonomics at 2 p.m., guys. It's live. It's in living color. It's great stuff. Thank you so much for being with us, keeping us company during this quarantine. Hopefully, there's some valuable tips you can action today. Today, you're reading Art of War. Yes. See you soon, Kevin. There we go. See you See soon, you people. Soon. Take care in there. Boom, boom.